Dan. G'day. G'day, Joe. I've never said g'day in my life. Haven't you? No. I'm. I think I started saying it ironically, and then I just thought I like the sound of that. I used to have a boss who used to use the phrase mate and brother a fair bit. <laughs> and ever since then, like I started ironically saying mate and brother, just peppering it through conversation. I've not been able to shake it for 10 no, years now. My housemate, Jerry, he knows when I'm super serious or super into something because I start with mate, like <laughs> the really serious mate. Yeah. Uh, that's the voice of Dan Barrett. He is self-described as doing about 35 different things. Name some of the... What are some of the things you do? Okay, a couple of things I do. So in my spare time, mm. I do a newsletter and website called alwaysbewatching.com. Is that about TV, Dan? It is about TV. So that's my milieu. How good is telly? Telly's pretty good. I'm a big scripted person. I know you're a reality TV person. Well, I am for... In my professional recapping life, I'm a reality person. <laughs> yeah. But in my personal secret life, I'm scripted in documentaries because I'm a wanker. That's pretty fancy. Yeah, I'm fancy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so my newsletter, the idea is that you get it three times a week. Two days a week is just a curated list of interesting stories about mm. TV and screen culture. Uh, and then the Friday... Uh, it's basically a list of, hey, here's a bunch of TV shows that debuted this week. I'm not watching shows at the moment because I'm writing a book about cults called oh, Zealot. Yeah, so yeah. if you can plug, I can plug. Uh, uh, also, just in my yeah. professional world, mm. um, I work for a broadcaster here in Australia. Uh, but we do a few pop culture podcasts through there, which nice. if people like the old 1960s Batman show... Who doesn't? Do a search for Batman Land. You can find it. Nice. And kicking off this week, which had me very busy, a new podcast based on a TV show, The Good Fight. You are too fancy for this podcast, so we're going to finish it here. Okay. No, Done. we're not because... Okay, I... This is another cult where I didn't know anything about it before suggesting it. Yeah. I'd read half an article and I thought, this sounds awesome. So I suggested it to Dan and he was like, yeah, sounds good. And then I read the rest of the article and then I read a whole lot of stuff. And I messaged Dan and I just went, I am so sorry. No, here's the thing. I grew up as a teenager watching all sorts of disgusting movies mm. and reading. Remember Rotten.com? No. I was like, just this awful website geared towards grotty 15-year-old boys. Right. And it's pictures I of was dead never bodies. One of, I was never a grotty 15-year-old boy. Really? Yeah. Ah, baffling. Yeah, no, it's, I know. It really just thought. doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was like grotty 15-year-old boy stuff. So like murders, and decapitated yeah. bodies and just all sorts of disgustingness. And but I yeah, think that was my jam. So this is nothing. This cult might be responsible for some of those bodies you saw. Oh look, I would not be surprised. Tell me your stupid name. Tell me your stupid name. So we're going to be talking about, and I I did look, I checked how to pronounce it because this is all set in Canada and it's French Canadian, which I just don't understand. <laughs> French Canada because I just think it's Cult so culturally I it's not that I don't understand it, it's just it doesn't fit like the French French Canadians are so French but they're in this vast wilderness sort of I mean that's a stereotype of Canada but where manners are like one of the things they're famous for manners and moose yeah and that's kind of what's interesting about Canada. So I know a few things. Mm. One, Canadians are, you know, very polite. Yeah. We know that. We know they say a boot a fair bit. A boot. I and hey, sneak, hey, Joey, because of course, <laughs> like any provincial Australian, I learned most of what I know about Canada from the Degrassi 
programs. Yeah. Mm. Uh, junior high was yeah. probably my jam. I accept that high exists. No, I like high, especially you know, you know, you come home from school, you fix yourself a snack, you turn on the telly, they're just zooming in on those that denim bum. Yeah, you know, you're in for a good educational time. How do you feel about the later Degrassi no, series? No, there is no later Degrassi no. series. See, I won't buy it either. And here's where I think the distinction is. Mm. Okay, between well, classic no one Degrassi, fucked, fucked Tessa. That's why. <laughs> that's the problem. That's a problem. Mm. My issue is when you watch the opening credits of the new Degrassi series, and when I say new, I mean anything produced in the last 18 years. Yep, yep. Yeah, the new Degrassi. When I watch those shows, they've got the opening titles, and all the young actors who feature in the show, they're there with their like real-life actor names in the opening credits. That's not what Degrassi's no. about. It's about the characters. You don't care who the actors are. <sighs> Look, all I can say is that everybody wants something. They'll take your money. Uh, thank you, Zit Remedy. You Sorry. changed. You changed me. Yeah, and most Canadians are polite, but our friend that we're discussing today, Roche Terrio, is not a polite guy. No, he doesn't seem the friendliest. Yeah, and if you could want to Google him, there's two points I should make. One is that his surname is spelled T H E R I A U L T because French. Fuck you, French people. I mean, I love I love France, but just spell things phonetically and the other See, thing you should know is French. don't go to google images oh yeah, yeah that's a good rule just generally yeah 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 he did some very very bad things see i respect the french as a people generally mm. but as soon as they moved to canada there's something lost in that translation for me it's i don't know that's what i mean they kind of i'm just no there's nothing i can say that i won't have to edit out i don't want to i don't want to seem like i'm tarring everyone with the same brush but French Canadian people are weird. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the other two things I want to say before we really get into it is one, I'm just really bad at pronouncing French names. I'm really bad at it. And the other one is just a warning to people that this is, it does get really, really bad. There's some violence and um, by a really sadistic bastard. So if you're not having a great day maybe put off listening for another time when you're in a better mood because i a couple of times i felt a bit sick and i went for a little walk where i knew i would see some dogs because you have to to feel better this is a good dog neighborhood though it's a fantastic dog neighborhood yeah i've I, seen six today and i only went up out for coffee i was walking down here i saw a gorgeous looking puppy labrador oh, oh my god when their feet are too big his feet was way too big oh, yeah uh, all right, so we'll ha maybe we should have um, describing dog breaks in between all of the bad shit. But I think we will miss out on a lot of the non-essential violence because otherwise it just becomes a, a laundry list of, of sadism. Mm. Um, but we'll start at the beginning before there was any bad stuff. Um, and Roche was born to to quite religious people. And I only just discovered his dad was a member of the White Berets. That was new to me. What's a White Beret? It's a form of uh, sort of a branch of Catholicism. Yeah. But they're super conservative, even for Catholics, and uh, got around in White Berets. So I don't think they were that kind of militant but they so did like a uniform. White berets, do they exist in all sorts of countries or is it just like a Canadian Catholicism offshoot? 
Please don't ask me things I haven't actually researched. No, please. I need to know a lot about the theology of this. I think there's blue berries and white berries in Canada and they're both two maybe not getting along branches of extremely conservative Catholicism. Yeah. I suppose the fact they're wearing berries are probably an indicator that it's a French or French-Canadian based. What good can come from it, I ask you? If you're not, <laughs> if you're not carrying a, ba- a baguette, fuck off with your beret. Yeah, yeah. I are just... you even French if you don't have a baguette? No. Oh, you can be, but then you have to have one of four other accoutrements, like, you know, a poodle. Oh, mm. we're not describing any poodles to feel better because I don't like poodles. You don't like poodles? No. I can understand not being fond of poodles, but Spagoring is boldly saying, I don't like poodles. I don't like them. Okay. Just... I wish I knew this before I agreed to do this here podcast. Well, look, we've only just started. Bring we'll, it on. we'll have more fights about dogs later. I think Roche was a weird little kid. Uh, but he's, he lied that his parents abused him. Okay, that's, I mean, it's weird, but, you know, I can kind of see some kids making those sort of claims. For attention. Now, I read somewhere that either he was seven years old or he was in, like, grade seven at school. Mm. And he dropped out of school to just start studying the Old Testament. Yeah, and he memorized the Old Testament. Yeah. That's, but also, it sounds impressive. And oh, no, that doesn't sound impressive is. to me. I just think weird kid. Yeah, but if also if you take out the word begat and any mention of oxen, it's like three pages long. That's a good call. Yeah, it's pretty easy to memorize. Uh, you're not impressing us, Roche. Shut up. Yeah, so being weird begats, Old Testament reading, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which begat. Yeah, he was two oxen short of a brace. Wait, is a brace just two oxen? How many oxen is a horse? If you know how many is in a brace... Um, just zealotpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. He got married and had a couple of kids, but it didn't really stick. And he also had a couple of ulcers, not in the same way that he had his children. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when he had treatment for that, he thought, this surgery bag is cool. He liked the idea. It's like, oh, they cut into you and they fix you. Normal people just have surgery and they don't sort of make it a lifetime hobby. But not Roche. Not Roche. He really, really hated Catholicism because, you know, cool kids hate anything their parents are into. So after a while, and he really liked drinking and stuff. So he thought, what's a church that is nothing like the Catholics and won't let me drink because I should really get off the piss? Now, Old Testament obsessions aside... Mm. Okay, being upset with the church as well as liking drinking. Mm. That sounds pretty normal to me. Hand in hand, Dan. Yeah. Like, well, that's... It's just being a teenager. Some people if you are told like, me he was I was going to leave, but then the testament. Yeah. No, wait, it's the sacrament. I'm, I went to a very, very generic church. I was just thinking, if you told me that he went to Rotten.com regularly, I just think <laughs> standard, just teenage experience. But he didn't. He went to SeventhDayAdventist.com. Hmm. That's a bit weird. Dot... CA? Yeah, it'd be dot CA. Okay. Canada. Because um, they were quite... Everyone... This is the 70s, probably. Is it? Yeah. It'd have to be. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's into the organic food and the Seventh-day Adventists are like, you know, no tobacco, no drinking. Everything's all... I was about to say kosher, but that's not what you say. No, different religion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they would hold a whole bunch of... Stop smoking seminars. And Roche was quite 
because he was a bit of a showman and an attention seeker, he really, really got good at these stop smoking seminars. How do you get good at a seminar? Is it your presentational well, ability or just not to not smoke? Those really good teachers or motivational speakers. So he was like Mr. Holland. Who's Mr. Holland? From the popular movie, Mr. Holland's Opus. <laughs> Of course. I don't recognise things in, unless you say from the popular first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Roche Terrio, who? From the popular cult, the yeah. Ant Hill Kids, which we'll get to as well. Not to be confused with the Ant Hill Mob. No. Which are a not very well-remembered Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Were they sort of gangsters? They were gangsters. Yeah, it's the mob that gives that away. <laughs> it really is. Um, You're sharp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you know, I research stuff. So... The Seventh-day Seventh, seventh day Adventists are going, yay, you go, Terrio, because he's doing really well with these with these seminars. And was that a slogan generally used within the cult? Yeah, you go, Terrio. You go, Terrio. Yeah. And it's where um, Mean Girls got you go, Glen Coco, from. Yeah. It was a derivative of that. Sorry, Mean Girls? Oh, from the popular Mean Girls. From Yes, from the popular, popular cinematic movie Mean Girls. Why has there never been an exploration of the Mean Girls extended universe? I don't... Never say never, Dan. Uh, but then when a lot of Terrio's followers... Well, the people that were there. And these are all people... They're a bit broken. Mm. Uh, you could almost say disillusioned people in their late teens. They had come to the Adventists from a place of addiction and then they were cured of their addiction by this charismatic, bearded, quite good looking, although he was kind of a Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young looking motherfucker. It's also the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, like 70s good looking isn't the same as modern looking. No, but I still hate it when you go, okay, what did he look like? And you look up some pictures and you go, damn it, he's actually kind of attractive for a super 70s hippie kind of looking dude yeah you'd go there well no not knowing what i know now well, but i yeah, understand but you're on why a first date you're on a first yeah. date you're just hearing a few ideas yeah okay like you'd, you'd go terrio and he was quite good at woodwork and i i get a bit <laughs> a bit giggly when people start talking whittling i love the whittling talk yeah so yeah i probably would have been in Roche's thrall. And date two when you're going up the stream on like a canal, like on a canoe. Is that a euphemism? No, I was, yeah, I was yeah, trying yeah. to work in a canoe. I was yeah. trying to remember what a canoe was called. Right. Yeah, no, they call yeah. them canoes. Yeah. Because mm. I'm guessing that he would have fashioned it himself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Chipped away with his whittling until he had a vaguely canoe shaped thing. And then he was Sorry, is that a, a little euphemism? man in the. Yeah, little yeah. man in the canoe. Uh, so the Adventists are a little bit shitty because he starts. It becomes all about Roche. So instead of these people that joined because they wanted to give up smoking or whatever, uh, started really buying tickets to the Terrio show. Now, this is where I'm getting concerned. Mm. They're there just to quit smoking. My dad, after being a lifelong smoker, tried to quit. He was on the gum for about 10 or 11 years, finally kicked it. Okay, but what Same if... Same as my dad. What if halfway through is like, I've been on this for like five and a bit years. This is ridiculous. Went over, hung up with the old Terrio here. Well, then you might not even exist. Well, that's what I'm thinking. There would be a... No, if your mum had joined, then there would be a you but with Terrio as your dad. 
That's horrible. I'm creeping myself out. Am I creeping you out? I know that can't be the case because my dad's a ginger. Right. And the result of this is that I now get ginger in my beard. Right. But I've seen Terrio's beard. Oh, like from the popular drink ginger beer. Yes. Yep. Just like. Yep. Yeah. Terrio is also quite convinced of his own appeal as are a couple of men, but mostly chicks. Because he's a, he's a little bit sexy, uh, which is a real shame because... What an asshole. So he's on an Adventist retreat. And did God come to him, Dan? Uh, look, considering that we're here discussing a cult-based <laughs> podcast, I presume that, yes, God has spoken to him at some point. God did. He turned up and he went, Yo, Roche, you're in a holy place. G'day. Like, you're a dude that I want to talk to. So God says g'day? Yes. In the original version of the Bible, before every commandment is like, mate, don't commit murder. So, yes, I'm probably God. Yeah. Um, and Struth on the seventh day, <laughs> did he ever rest? Yeah. And then when, when Jesus rose on the third day, they went, Jesus, are you alive? And Jesus went, well, look, I'm not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. And then he Sorry, would reply back saying, bugger me, mate. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Blow me down. Um, Stone the flaming crows. Yeah. So eventually, Roche just went, look, everybody just come and hang with me. And so he started a thing called the Healthy Living Clinic. We're in 1977 now. So took some people and opened the Healthy Living Clinic, which is alternative medicine, organic food, holistic literature, your basic nightmare. Um, I think they stopped short of homeopathy. So... This is where Roche... I mean, it, it could really stop here because this proves that he's an evil bastard. So he's got this healthy living clinic and it's all a bit bullshit. But in 1978, he convinces a leukaemia patient to check herself out of hospital, get off the meds and come and be treated at the healthy living clinic. Anyone listening to this that thinks it's a good idea, don't check it's yourself not. out of hospital. It's leukemia really is a serious not. thing. Yeah. And yeah. whatever you think of doctors and treatments for cancer, they are better than not. Yeah, he's got a handsome beard, but that's not yeah. the same as having a handsome doctor face. So this is him starting to really think that he's kind of the shit as far as healing is concerned. So he treats this patient with grape juice and organic foods. Sorry, treats yes. in quotation yes. marks. Yes, there's some quotation marks there. Yeah. Which is, it probably works for a bit of constipation. Mm. But leukemia has, I've read some books and it's a little bit more complicated than constipation really yes there's lo lots of things are a lot more constipated than oh complicated than constipated that's gonna be on a t-shirt that's gonna be the t-shirt yeah just the two words constipated complicated one on the front one on the back yes we know which one's on the back uh she died she died the grape juice and organic foods didn't work to cure leukemia for the first time of many thousands of times didn't see the story going this way didn't you? Oh, wait, no. This is the obvious way the story went. <laughs> yes. But this is... It's the first of many times where you just look at this cult and you go, what does he have to do to get people to leave? Well, this is it. So I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, mm. but part of the entire basis of this cult mm. is him, just like with every other cult, apocalypse is coming. Yeah. And then as with every cult, you reach the certain date which is proposed... And then the date comes and goes. And then people start going, 
wait a second, should we not be, you know, yes, facing our, you know, sins and that kind of thing. And that's like, where a lot of cults lose most of their followers. Well, you'd think so, but they reach this point. And I believe that his BS excuse was just, oh, look, God's calendar and our calendar, wildly different. Yeah, that he was basically saying, oh, our world and God's world, different time zones. Look, If the Google yes. calendar can handle it, yes, surely God can look saying. after that. I think God, once once he hit that seventh day, yeah. he just really got addicted to the rest part. Resting's just so good. put his feet up. I mean, we're here on a Sunday recording a podcast. I know, we should be in church. Well, I mean, probably. I mean, yeah. I've just come back from church. But when... <laughs> I'm going <laughs> yeah. in the middle of this episode. But when this girl died, I think her name was Geraldine. Sorry, mm. Geraldine. Sorry that happened to you. Uh... He told his followers that he had gone into the room, given her a kiss, and she came back to life. He resurrected her. But then God went, no, actually, mate, it was, it was her time. So she died again. So he basically said, oh, no, I brought her back to life. You didn't see that bit. But then she just died again. Clarification. Mm. The general philosophy here is that... Our old mate friend of ours, uh, Terrio, mm. okay, he is able to defy what we've believed to know about the rule of uh, death and life, okay. But God can still stand up and say, "Look, mate, she's got to die, so that's how it goes." Overruled, he says. How how are they affecting anything? Like, really, isn't there like that idea of self determined will versus? I think God is the umpire, and you should not question the umpire's decision. Well, then why do anything? Why not just keep on living your life? Because whatever you're going to try to do is God's going to stamp down one way or another. You've unlocked it. That's why religion doesn't work. Oh, okay. Amazing. Okay. Once again, this episode's over. Why did I obviously go to church this morning? (laughs) Maybe just for that revelation. I'd also like to point out, I've watched a lot of episodes of Mozart in the Jungle this morning. Of what? Mozart in the Jungle? It's a TV show. Stop Continue on. Saying, well, it's not popular enough, is it? It's okay. won a Golden Globe. Okay, sure. It was Look, the best TV series. Is, you talk about TV on your podcast. Okay. We're okay, talking okay. about bastards. Uh, okay, Leads so he handsome. really... Yeah, he mm. really does believe in the apocalypse. By this point, he's kicked out of the Adventists and it doesn't matter because... He's playing all these women followers, and most of his, women, his followers are women. He's playing them all off against each other. So he'd pretend that some are his favourites, which would make, make the others jealous and really, really try to get his attention. He's sleeping with them all. Some of them are married, but he just goes, okay, all marriages are annulled, and you're all my wives and concubines now. So he's basically got women who... And let's just say that if you've had a problem with addiction and then you are cured of that addiction by a charismatic person that you then decide to devote your life to and be a co-wife to, it's probably likely that your self-esteem isn't as high as some other people's. I don't want to, you know, tar everyone with the same brush, but I'm just going on sort of demographic likelihood. That feels like a safe assumption. Yeah. So... It's your lovely cult thing where they, you know, they're out in the wilderness. They've got a camp. They're building a, building a commune. But people aren't really leaving because there's a big scary world out there and this is better. We're all baking bread. We're all living out in the, out in the woods. It's lovely. And every now and then our leader that we're in love with throws us a bone. Okay. Now I want to get us back to the baking bread. Mm. 
Now this was like their job, like this was a livelihood. So yes, because yeah. they 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 had to start shoplifting because they were growing some things themselves, but mm. they needed you know clothes and stuff. So they were shoplifting, but then they just thought, look, we need an ongoing legitimate way to make money. But also these people, uh, he's encouraged, Roche has encouraged them to quit college because what's the point? End of the world is coming. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be all this stuff. Where? Which again, why? like surely anyone who's going to be in a cult is probably not a college student. Like colleges are there. No, they are. No, because they're all looking for something better. I went to art school and, you know, you had to get university scores and everything. Yeah. But... They're all looking for the next thing. What's better? How do we make the world a better place? Smart people join cults. Is this why the social network Vero became a thing for the last week and a half? Probably. People are just looking for that next thing. Okay, the thing is, this won't be edited for another week and people won't even remember Vero. Look, Vero was a thing three days ago. I barely remember what it is now. No, So, end of the world's coming. They're like, okay, one, we're going to be all righteous and pure and you're all my wives and I'm sleeping with you and we're going to live a godly life. So one, we're going to be saved, but also we're going to move out to pretty much the Quebec outback to a place called Dry Lake or Lac Sec, which is a perfect French accent. Um, I had a case of Dry Lake once. Are you okay now? Oh, look, uh, with the right topical creams. Great, fantastic. Um, They thought, look, this is where we're going to live because God won't find us here. He won't smite us. He will be saved from the apocalypse. Mm. Um, They're working 17 hours a day where they're digging wells. They're building all all their houses and everything. But Roche has stomach pain, so sorry, he he can't do any of the building. He'll just sit back here and relax. But also, you've got to relax. You need someone of whom is fresh face when the apocalypse comes. Not really that fresh face, but yes. Um, How dare you question great leader? I know. Papa. I know. Papa. Oh, yeah. And he's called himself Moses. Yeah. I like that. He's, you know, he's he's like, no, Jesus is too much. I'm just going to be Moses because he's an Old Testament dude. No, exactly. Mm. And then the world doesn't end. So they're doing all this preparation. We should give a time frame here. This is 1979. Yes. Which is when he said the world was going to end. Yes. Yeah. And this is like the first... The first manifestation of the cult. So they weren't called anything yet. They were just Roche's followers. And here's the thing. When something like that happens, your entire cult is built around the idea apocalypse coming at this very specific time. Specific time comes and goes. You'd think a few people would start questioning. But this isn't near the peak of the cult. More people join after this. Yeah. Because they're hearing, you know, they're eating this amazing bread in the shops and... All sorts of wonderful things. And also he would, because Terrio loved to drink, he would go into town to pubs and things during during the week mm. and really talk to people. And they were like, when he looks in your eyes, you're the only person in the room when this crazed bearded psychopath talks directly to you. Is he handing out bread samples when this is going on? No. But like, I how good is that bread? That was the power of Roche, though. Mm. I think the others needed to do the bread. Families are getting kind of a bit freaked out because Jonestown has just happened where, you know, and they realise that their children are in a cult and the same thing could likely happen, that there would be, you know, everyone dead. So parents are getting worried. So they they rabble-rouse a bit with the authorities. The authorities pop into the cult and say, Roche, we're just pulling you out for a sec to give you a bit of a psych evaluation. 
And this is where Terrio's charisma and charm really come into play. Because more than once he's investigated for stuff or just questioned or, um, you know, children's aid visit the, the compound. And he just charms the shit out of them. So these authorities go in going, we're going to get you. And they come out going, this guy is awesome. He's doing God's work. He's really, you know, they're baking bread, they're growing shit, they're building houses. What a great guy. Do they join the calls as well? No, but, you know. So it's not that convincing. No, they're semi. And there was a great quote from uh, one of the articles I was reading. It says, the authorities realised he was a delusional crank, but without any proof he was a dangerous delusional crank, they released him. And it's like, eh, you're one of those run-of-the-mill harmless delusional cranks. Which, in fairness, sometimes you're not really doing anything wrong. No. Like, people can be quirky. I, look, if being quirky was a crime, <laughs> it would be, no, I'd insist on being arrested for sass. So I'm now just imagining police busting you for that. It's like, freeze, sass police. <laughs> no, they just go, freeze, hey. <laughs> um, so we're nearly at the end of the, the cult part one, really. Mm. And this is where a homeless guy called Guy Veer, did I get that right? Yes, joins the cult. And there's quite a few children at this point because uh, Terrio is the ultimate root rat and keeps impregnating his, his followers. And the, the kids are kind of segregated. There's Terrio's... Those, those grown from Terrio's personal seed mm. and other. Right on. And other are not treated well. They don't get as much food. They don't get the nice quarters. They're sort of babysat by this homeless, not mentally stable new follower, Guy Veer, in a separate homestead. And Guy Veer, he doesn't have very many babysitting references, which is just so weird for the Quebec wilderness. Um. And so when one baby, Samuel, and this is, I'm, and I'm sorry, this is where it starts getting bad. When baby Samuel won't stop crying. And we should just like establish here, like really, if you think the story is going place you don't want to hear, like stop this podcast, stop move on elsewhere. Because this is the point at which it gets yeah. really yucky. Um, so Guy, Samuel won't co- stop crying. And so Guy, according to reports, uh, punches the baby. Mm. And that's... Don't, under any circumstances, punch babies. Or anybody. Don't punch people. Yeah. Or Punching just generally. Animals, things. I think a bit of boxing training, full stop. But also, go to a spin class. It's a pacifist exercise. When the punch is reported to Roche, (sighs) Roche's story was that the baby presented with a swollen face and also swollen testicles. So Roche thought, because Roche liked drinking and experimental surgery, that to release the pressure on the child's testicles, he should uh, perform a circumcision. circumcision. And Here's the thing. I'm not a doctor. No. But I would immediately know those two things not connected. Not connected. I mean, connected. they're connected to a certain degree, but they are not connected medically like that. But also, if your baby is hurt... Take them to a freaking doctor. Oh, what, someone who actually knows what they're talking about? Yeah, And doesn't just have a theory. That's right. A theory and a bread knife. Mm. Oh, it's bloody horrible. Um, and very unfortunately, Samuel died. 
Mm. Um, not surprisingly, but extremely unfortunately. Um, and this death wasn't discovered until Guy Veer. So they blamed Guy, the homeless babysitter, for the death and got him to sign consent for his own castration. And I think it was just another excuse for Terrio to do some more surgery. Yeah. This is, it just gets so fucked now. Um, Guy was beaten quite a lot. And so he ran to the police, which is about time really. The police come in because now there's a dead baby. And this is almost the end of phase one because Terrio and some others are charged with criminal negligence and um, causing bodily harm, obstruction of justice, neglect, all sorts of things. And after a nine-month trial, they get sentences of various lengths. And you'd think, oh, well, that's it, done. No, it is not done. It's so horribly not done. In fact, like a lot of the followers just went and got themselves an apartment near the jail so they could be close to Roche. And he's out two years later. What is up with the Canadian legal system? Just have a guess. <laughs> That's just such a broad question. I know. I'm so sorry. And they're, like the compound's knocked down. The police burn it to the ground. But then so, 1984. So they start up again. And I like that their first compound was at Dry Lake. And then they go to a place called Burnt River. Take me to your town. You know they what? love themselves an oxymoron, these guys. I had a bit of a case of the Burnt River for a while. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, it's yeah, okay good now. On you. Just good took on some time. You. Yeah, you just yeah. need a cream. Bit of medis- medication. Yeah. Bit of meditation. Um, well, that's the thing. We can have our constipated, concentrated, and we can have our... Medication, meditation. That's the one. So they build all the stuff again. They've got a smokehouse and a cellar because, of course, they've got to store all the booze somewhere. Yeah. You're not a cult unless you've got a cellar. That's right. And we've got maybe 12 adults and about 26 children or thereabouts. Nine of the adults are women, all his concubines. Yeah. And, and most of the kids are his. Yes, but the ones that aren't, he refers to as animals because he's just cute. Mm. That um, guy. And this is when, while everyone's, while everyone's busy um, building everything... Roche is like, oh, they look, they're all busy. They're like ants. So he's like, I'm going to call them the Ant Hill Kids. He took a look around and he said, what is this? A cult for ants? I've been waiting the whole time to make that joke. That's like from that popular, popular movie, movie Zoolander. Zoolander. That's the one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and I kind of want to skip around a bit now. We'll stop the, uh, the chronological thing. And just yeah, I mean, maybe people talk get a bit the about idea. the beliefs. One of the women, I saw a documentary and like I said, I'm a wanker. Uh, and one of the women in her French accent said that they're in a prison of their own mind because you believe that you're worthless without being in the cult and mm. you believe that your purpose is to be there and you believe that if you, you're not in the cult, then you're not one of the chosen ones. It's really hard to leave. Some of the beliefs that they have, I just want to pause before we get to the just the horrible scroll list of violence. Some of the Old Testament things that they believed in, how does that work as far as sexism is concerned? Look, I would say he's probably not the most woke of gentlemen. No, no. He's, Roche 
he ain't woke. Yeah. He's also asking to be called Rock by this point. And fair enough, because Rock is a cool name. Oh, the anthill Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Mm. No. Oh, I just hate him so much. So women are subordinate to the men, um, which also helps when they outnumber the men. So I think that was partly an Old Testament thing and partly a power play. Yeah. Lots of women there. He needs to make them believe that they're subordinate. Um, everyone outside the group are oppressors. The war between good and evil is about to come and it'll mean the end of the world, but it's a lot vaguer now. And whenever any followers did something bad, they were physically punished. But one of the reasons they kept coming back was because they believed they deserved the punishment and that punishments were called cleansings. Mm. So they believed it was for their own good. Much like people who eat kale. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst cause of all. Oh, mate, they're the pubes of the vegetable world. Now, sorry, on this subject matter Mm. and trying to get away from the word pubes. Yeah. There is a thing where he didn't want his uh, followers to eat anything that was considered to be unhealthy. Right. So it was not just, you know, no smoking, but he just wanted people not to eat unhealthy things. That I I reckon I see behind that as well, because they were pretty much growing, I think, just corn and potatoes or something. Yeah. So if you also convince them that that's all they need, then no one needs that, you know, fancy... Fancy processed cheese slices. Fair enough. Because before I came in here, I did have a cheeky hamburger up the road. Did you? And it was delicious. I'm mildly hungover, so I could kill one right now. I could see that look in your eyes as soon as it said the word burger. Yeah. Yeah. You know that I always do. You and Instagram know that I always do the cheese platter for the recordings. Yeah. Which I'd be more excited about right now, except I did have a delicious burger just moments ago. Oh, damn you. Well, then I'm having... That's my dinner. The cheese platter's my dinner. Go for it. And it... Apparently the whole cult started with, you know, nightly little skits and shows and Roche would sing and perform and dress up and it was just a great place to be. So what was the name of the location again? Was it... uh, Burnt River. Burnt River. The Burnt River Review. Yeah. Burnt River Follies. <laughs> Live from Burnt River. <laughs> yeah. Hey, have you seen the show down at Burnt River? It's grotesque. Um, but then... Just bad things happened when Roche started to drink. And I dare say, became a psychotic maniac. Yeah. Well, bad things were already happening. Yes. Worse things. Yes. Because nothing pumps Roche's nads like having a few drinks and performing unnecessary surgery. The first story i read about keeping people in line and apparently he would do this in a few different guises did you hear about the cutting off toes with an axe i did read this so imagine you're that you and your partner in this cult yeah and he says if you don't cut off one of your wife's toes with this axe it's either you cutting off one of your partner's toes Mm. or i will cut off all of your partner's toes. You believe that they're the only two choices available to you. So you're most likely to cut off one of her toes to save her from being toeless. Yeah. Well, it fits the narrative. Yeah. Thanks. Well, because mm. I always, I've been thinking a lot. Remember that movie, The Dark Knight? The popular Batman movie, The popular movie, Batman the movie, Knight. The Dark Knight. Yes. Because the whole idea of the Joker was essentially saying that 
if you present the public with like an option that's supposed to take place and that thing regardless how horrific it was comes true then people just accept that was always going to be a thing that happens because it's part of the established narrative i've done what i usually do with superhero movies and i've switched off (laughs) but (laughs) stick with me it's a very important philosophical idea would you cut off that toe but this is it so you've presented these two ideas and it's like well you got one or the other and so regardless whichever one you choose it feels like it's part of the narrative that's been established for you therefore you can continue on with it is that what they call a false dichotomy uh sure yeah yeah like obviously i would chop off a toe obviously dan obviously well you can't let someone lose all their toes No, they're important for balance i mean of course you could just hold hands and walk off into the sunset but it doesn't feel like an option to you no because it's not part of the narrative no that's right got it (laughs) um they used to have like these detox sessions and motivational talks but then it pretty much just became bake stuff sell stuff anyone that doesn't sell enough baked goods gets punished anyone that tries to escape gets punished anyone who questions roche's authority gets punished punish 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 hello and welcome to punish town yeah no one else is allowed to have sex and stuff except with roche so the surgery I want to talk about some of the punishments and we'll just do a couple of them. Yeah. Because... So this is me trying to do all that I can to prevent us from having to talk about this part of the subject. I know. So we'll do a couple of these and then we'll go to the very terrible two things that happened to two ladies in particular. Yeah. Because you can't get through this conversation without referring to what one may refer to as the greatest hits. No. And that's a horrible way to put them. But they were the two newsworthy things and they're... Oh, they're just fucked. Um, yeah, it's like talking about Simon and Garfunkel without Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Or America. But there would be... Some of the punishments would be to stand outside in the snow mm. for 10 minutes. We're talking minus 10. We're talking proper Canada cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one baby even died yeah. because it was punished by being left out in the snow, which just stop, stop it. Which the fact the authorities didn't pick him up at that point. I mean, we don't... Because, I mean, from my light reading, I couldn't work out if that was known to the authorities that that had happened. Yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of it was kept secret because yeah. not all the births are recorded. That's it. It's a cult. So like, these are yeah. insular organisational... Yeah. Yeah. One of... I was going to say one of my favourite punishments, and it's not because all of these are horrible, but... One, one of the more interesting punishments. Yeah. Can you imagine... And I think you're hung upside down when this happens, but I always take reports of hanging upside down with a grain of salt. But one of the punishments was to have other followers pluck every hair Mm. from someone's body, including pubes. I'm sorry, I have to say it again. That's not cool. What was one of the punishments that stood out for you? Look, that was one of the ones that stood out. Mm. There was... Look, we're going to talk about it in a moment. We'll just get to it. Okay. Yeah. So there's lots of really sadistic punishments and often he would get one of the one of his followers to punish another one. So I think, so they're all complicit maybe? But see, like, I mean, it's completely so they're all complicit. And that's what I don't really get about cults generally, but particularly when you start reaching this level of uh, physical harm that you're creating, it's particularly around people of whom you see as your brothers and sisters. So all these people, like you're in it together, there's someone of whom claims that I've got like a direct connection to God. Mm. Okay, so that's a pretty compelling... Yeah, if, you, you know, if God tells you to yeah. do something... If you believe that... And you're going to hell if you don't do it. Yeah. 
But it's when you start reaching that point, which is the idea of like causing physical harm to those of whom, you know, you call brother and sister. Like surely at that stage, you're like, you know what? Something's not quite right here. I shouldn't have to pull a hair from there in Mm. order to prove my loyalty. There's, there's no rhyme or reason, but there's lots and lots of hair on the floor. Too much hair. It's fucking horrible. Um, and things like, yeah, pulling, pulling out people's teeth, um, Nail, well, nailing their clothes. So he would nail children to trees yeah. uh, just by their clothes, not through their skin or anything, yeah, but so. then they get their, the children's friends to throw pebbles at them. He's, he's a cock. He's yeah. not a nice man. <laughs> I thought we'd establish that, yeah. but sure. Let's bring that fact out again. Okay. So now, there was also, t- and I, I don't know if you want to hear this, but there was the fact that people are sledgehammering their own legs. Yes. How do, uh, like we've how all seen the movie. How are people not leaving this cult by this point? That's it. We've seen the movie Misery. That does not look like a pleasant experience. Or as I like to call it, footloose. Yeah. Um, oh, because of the. Yeah. 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 Because she nobbles him yeah also for those of whom are having trouble trying to follow this part of the conversation oh, it's the popular the popular movie misery misery and popular movie footloose so we're going to talk about solange yes not sister of the popular pop popular popular artist beyonce this is solange and i think it's boilard that's how i pronounce solange. it yeah one of the things you shouldn't do if you're one of the anthill kids and you have a tummy ache, is tell Roche that you have a tummy ache. Because Solange had some operations. Yes. First he, first Roche decided to give her a molasses enema. Now, I've never had a molasses enema. I haven't had any enema and I'm not sure it's going to be the greatest experience. Weekend still young. But molasses, yeah, molasses, it's like honey, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. It's like a, a sugar syrup or dark something? sort of treacly... Yeah. I mean, you know, compared to, say, a marzipan enema, sure. But I reckon no enema is the best choice. Well, some people are detoxing. Some people <sighs> had a big night out last everyone. night. detoxing, everyone. No, no, that's when you tox. Then, then what happened? I don't want to talk about this one. Well, this is where I defer to you. This is your podcast. Okay. This is your idea. So Roche's surgery table was in the bakery, so it's kind of dusty and flowery and everything, and that's where all the knives and things are. That said, like even so, like that kitchen does not sound like the most hygienic of places. To... Wipe it down. Don't don't yeah. perform surgery where you're kneading bread. It's a mm. simple rule, and I think probably most, not just nanny state New South Wales. I think most laws would really draw the line between where you do your experimental surgery and where you make your dough. That's exactly it. Yeah. So cutting off a toe is not the same place you put together a jam berliner. It's science. It's simple simple maths. To cure Solange's tummy ache, Roche, uh, he made an incision in her belly and he pulled out some of her intestine and he cut it off. And that's bad. And that's as simply as I'm going to put it. And unsurprisingly over the next 24 hours or so Solange died and this is where the story gets even more messed up this is fucked first I read about the act and then I read about the reasoning behind the act so I'm going to go into the reasoning behind I didn't hear the reasoning I just heard about the act I need wine for this (laughs) 
So Roche thought he was two things. Well, three things. He thought he was Moses. He thought he was a healer. And he also thought he was a resurrector. He thought he could bring people back from the dead. Mm. So Solange died a day or so ago. And Roche had a dream that he was pregnant with Solange's soul. So she had continued to live, but in his belly. He thought that he would have to give birth to Solange's soul and put it back into her body. And this is her dead body. Is it your turn to talk us through how he did that? Okay, so... Sure, we'll go there. Yeah. And also, this is really, really bad. Yes. I could not believe... This is when I had to go go for a walk and say hello to some dogs. Yeah, which is what we'll need to do midway through this podcast yeah. right now. No, so he ends up, I guess, gratifying himself and, I guess, releasing his soul into... Okay, sorry, we should backtrack. Uh, first of all, because he really enjoys surgery, he ended up... Was it drilling a hole into her head? He drilled a hole in her skull. She is yeah. dead at this point, but that certainly doesn't make it fine. Now, there is a process that they refer to as trepanning. Which, when someone is believed to have, like, evil spirits within them, they used to drill holes into their head, which would release the spirits. Yeah, and also them from being alive. Yes. Well, generally. So, I think you could trep in some people without killing them, but if you drill just that little bit too far. Yeah. Yeah. So, suffice to say... So, he, he tried to, instead of releasing a spirit, tried to return the spirit from Directly his, onto her brain. From his belly into her head. Doesn't that feel... That's so horrific that it feels made up. Yeah, but this is what I don't understand about the story. So the couple of articles I read about this had mm. a group of other male members of the cult of whom was also... Uh, Releasing things. I, I'm taking yeah, gra- those reports... We'll just say with- gratifying themselves yeah. into that hole. It's not... Okay, we've talked about that enough. No, but like, what's the? I, I don't understand what the motivation is for them. Because I don't either. I understand the sick thinking of saying that the soul is within him, going to her. Like, it's I don't it's know. Revolting. Maybe it was his backup plan. I don't know. How are these people joining a cult and not realizing? I can appreciate getting a few steps in where you're like, oh, so I wear this tunic. Yeah, that's mm. fine. Um, I have to end up, you know, sleeping in, you know, this uh, cabin that we've had to build. I'm building the cabin, but, you know, the cult leader isn't helping. Like, he's just watching on. I've got to give her 50% of my takings. You know, there's a few things that you reach. And then they essentially got to reach that point saying, you know what? There is clearly something wrong going on and here. And I think I'm not partaking. the absolute last straw yeah. should be the violation of a dead body. Yeah, how has anyone... In all cases. How has anyone reached that point? You should have cut off that, like, 35 steps prior. Totally. But, yeah, like, how is anyone partaking in this? But people pretty much stuck around. Well, evidently. And the disgusting Roche even took to wearing one of Solange's ribs around his neck. Like... I'm saying it. What a cunt. Like, oh my God. It's beyond imagining how bad and fucked up this guy is. (sighs) We've only got one horrible story to go. And happily, it's also his undoing. And it's the story of Gabrielle Lavallee, I think, or Lavallee. Mm. I'm very bad at the surnames, but Gabrielle I can handle. Oh, Also at this point, there's quite a lot of attention. The police are having a and child services are having a bit of a look 
And they'd even done a couple of swooping in and getting the children and putting them in foster homes. And they said to the mothers, you, you can stay with your children if you leave Roche. And they didn't. They allowed their children to be taken away so they could stay with Roche. Such is the power. But one of the women that did leave, they said she could have her children if she spoke to them about what was going on inside. Mm. So they're starting to watch the cult at this point really closely. And then follower Gabrielle did something to piss Roche off. So they're all around the dinner table one night and he grabs her hand, puts it on the table and stabs a knife through her hand, basically pinning her hand to the table. And I'd love that to be all, but then he... And there's lots of descriptions of this online and I don't want to go into it in any detail because it makes me physically sick, but he ended up amputating her arm. Mm. He also removed eight of her teeth and she escaped and she went to the authorities and he was arrested. Thank fuck. Now, this is in the late 80s? Yes, 1989. Yeah. And in the... In the TV movie made about the cult called Savage Messiah, mm. there is a lot of incredible stonewashed double denim. It's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it's not a fantastic story, but at least there's that. Yeah, I've only seen the trailer. So this is the film that came out in 2002. Yeah, and it's it's not a, it's not a great movie, but it does... Oh, so you've watched the full film? I watched it last night. Okay. Uh, it does seem quite true to the story of the cult. Yeah, so it looked like a very traditional made-for-TV movie from what I could tell. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. And the guy they had playing Roche, terrible beard and hairpiece. Yeah, I believe the actor's name is Luc Picard. It is. Not to be confused with Jean-Luc Picard. From the popular... From the popular sci-fi series Star Trek The Next Generation. Which the cult Heaven's Gate were obsessed with. And... uh, Surely surely not Star Trek Next Generation. Surely they would have been OG... Look, or TOS, as oh, the fans would the say. This is the last time I get a TV nerd onto this podcast, <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> One of the things that I really f- have trouble believing, two of the things. So Roche is charged and convicted uh, of, se- of second-degree murder mm. and just one murder. So he he struck a bit of a deal where he would tell them everything if he was only convicted of the one. Plus, second-degree murder. Because, and I had a little look at the Canadian legal system. Yeah. Well, Wikipedia and what they say about it. Sure. What, gr- what greater source? Yeah, there's quite a few criteria for first degree, and it's like if it fits any of these. But basically, they couldn't prove that his intention was to kill Solange. The intention was to cure her. That's fucked. That someone so sadistic and violent, worse than just about anyone you can imagine. Can so only for be first degree, he needed an intent to kill, but he didn't have the intent to kill, so therefore it'd be second degree. Yes. Yeah. Like it wasn't planned. He didn't intend to kill her. I reckon once you've done that horrible thing to a girl's skull, though... Put him away. Eventually. Were people arrested as well as accessories to this? Yes. I want to say yes. Yeah. Um, I know there were at other times and I think they were for this as well. But mostly by that 
time, everyone was pretty much just his slave. And I'm delighted to report that Roche Terrio's cellmate fashioned a shiv and sliced him up to death and then just walked up to the prison guards and I don't think the prison guards were very disappointed either and said, this is where you'll find him, I just cut him up. Good move. I'm against murder and violence, but God damn, if anyone deserves it, that prick does. It's hard to be too upset about this one. Yeah. Except that I would have loved him to just suffer for a really long time. That's one of the reasons I'm against the death penalty. Yeah, because you want people to really have to endure. If they did bad things, mm. make them feel bad for a long time. This, how do we make this end on a happier note? Have we got any random facts that we forgot to mention? Random, random, random facts. I'm talking random facts. I'm talking random facts about cults and that. Cults and that. That is the most perfect thing I've ever heard. Uh, look, I've got nothing. I've got one thing. Yes. While he was in prison. Three of, his, three of his wives were still like, you're the greatest and had conjugal visits. There were two more children born. He fathered two children while he was in jail. Why would you let even his elbow near you at that point, much less his penis? I just feel... Bad. And I apologise again for making you read this horrible shit. Because, like, I'm just thinking about all these kids. Like, the majority of them now would be somewhere between the, like, like mid-20s now to early 40s. Mm. So, like, these are all adults around and about. And, and I, I think if I was one of them, I would just, you know, you'd do the change your name. And I would probably seek out a life as boring as possible. Yeah. You know, like I have. Oh, another random fact. Uh, Roche would also organise no-holds-barred nude wrestling matches between the women or he would put a man in the middle of a circle and tell the women to hit and kick him. He just... He's just endless fun. What a good... Well, that's a Saturday night. That's, that's yeah. one of these reviews nights is what you're talking about. Saturday night down at Burnt River Meadows. The yeah, Burnt yeah. River Follies. I'd be willing to pay up to $8 to get one of those tickets. <laughs> They water down the gin, though. Yeah. <laughs> God. I'm so sorry that I've put you through this. No, no, look, here's the thing. It is a revolting story for so many reasons. Yeah. I mean, the it's fascinating, of... but it's just Yeah. Bad. I mean, just even getting past the physical brutality of a lot of these stories, the human right violations that are going on with a number of these people, like, it is just, it's revolting and horrendous. And the ha you have to almost give him props for his ability whenever it was, and there were a few investigations with the authorities and he was really able to convince these investigators that he was this godly man that was giving back to the community and really living this pure life and they thought oh what a what an amazing giving mountain man something that i'm fascinated by okay but i don't hear that much about cults operating in the same way as this instead the stories i hear about nowadays are usually people keeping people in their basement for you know 10 15 years yeah although that's that's not a cult that's just it's, abuse. it's not a cult but i mean i'm just wondering is there something that's changed in the psychology of people whereby people aren't signing up and following people in the same way they were but rather are now sort of independent with their own sick desires it's more difficult now to 
because one of the main one of the massive factors of a cult is the isolation from the rest of society because the leader has to both keep their followers from outside influences or yeah. differing opinions but now with the nbn being rolled out everywhere yeah that's right that's yeah. right it's it takes a lot longer to yeah. become a proper cult because internet speeds are slow but that's the thing people are more informed um and it's harder to be isolated but that's where places like australia and um sort of midwest america or the i don't know my geography very much uh, and Canada, and it's why Jonestown flew to South America. You mm. want a physical location that's isolated. But there's new cults happening, which are internet cults, where you don't you can be in a cult in your own living room because you're you feel isolated already. So the isolation has been taken care of. Yeah, so it's a it's a digital isolation. And you feel part of this massive community that understands you like the rest of the world doesn't. So it's it, we're kind of crossing over now but i mean the good thing about those cults you're not drinking anyone's bath water that's right but yeah. the best thing about those cults is no one's performing bakery surgery so i want to thank you very much for coming and really undergoing this horrible story i'd like to say thank you but i think we all know how this yes yeah, that's right uh and in closing i'd just like to say eat an apple Keep the doctor away. Join a cult. Look, can I just advise people, don't join cults. Oh. Cults are bad ideas. Don't join a cult. That's great advice. Thank you, Dan. But a digital cult can be done for me around room. <laughs> Shit. You've been listening to Zealot. Produced by me, Joe Thornley, with mild nausea. My co-host for this episode was Dan Barrett, a man with a television for a head. Further reading and unnecessarily graphic detail can be found on the Zealot Facebook page. And music is by the Everglades. He's about to replace Bitcoin. Ouch. Cults. Cults.